Hello, this is Kenya Podcast Preacher. Welcome back to my podcast, Deep Waters. This podcast is brought to you by Applied Strength Ministry, where we believe working together in our strengths is the effect of working out the will and calling of God in and through our lives. The title of this message is Anxiousness. Let's hit it. Philippians 4, 4, 8. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say rejoice. Let your gentleness be known to all men. The Lord is at hand. Be anxious, be anxious, be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. And I cannot but help to think that if we do the following, It will be because of two things. The first is that we have conquered anxiousness, and the other is that by doing these things, it will keep us from falling into that pit again. Verse 8, Finally, brethren, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of good report, if there is any virtue, and if there is anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things, so now, besides all of this great stuff in that scripture, I must find another word that meditate has triggered in my mind. And I need to do so because I think that there is a great misunderstanding about that word that is so similar to this word meditate that people have been convinced to throw out the baby with the bathwater. But there is a path that can lead a person to meditate on the wrong things, right? Proverbs 23, 7. Yes, but knowing what we should be thinking about and what we should not be, we can manage those thoughts. Let's look at meditation's twin brother. Ruminate, to meditate or muse, ponder. Psychology defines it as to obsessively revisit the same thought or theme over and over again, to chew again or over and over, to meditate on or ponder. Now, but I will say that psychology has a different explanation of this word than that of the Bible. In fact, if you are a Bible-reading, authentically-born-again Christian, and not the other kind, then you will know and understand that meditating on the things of God is what keeps you out of obsessively meditating or ruminating on the wrong thoughts. What I know that people have done is to basically use drugs to stop thinking upon the wrong things. And the problem with this is that the approach is used from a position of anxiety and worrying and not of God. The idea is that if I can just stop meditating on the wrong things, I will be okay. Or if I can just stop thinking about those things that cause me to worry, now I have nothing against psychology as long as they also believe in God. Otherwise, they are going to misdiagnose you and convince you that drugs are the solution. Now, but they never are the solution, are they? Nope, drugs are a band-aid that does nothing but allow the solution to manifest in time. Meaning that our bodies are designed to heal, and if given enough time, they will. So, but before moving forward, be sure to think upon the things of God. And when called to do so by God, do them. Half in and half out is all the way out, and worry and anxiety will be waiting at the doorsteps of your heart and mind. Proverbs 12.25 Anxiety in the heart of man causes depression, but a good word makes it glad. Go ahead now and tell me I am wrong, that you need to see yet another doctor. Nope, you only need to see another doctor as long as they keep feeding you the pills that will do to your mind what God has asked us to do. Only worse because... Man-made solutions always come with side effects, which oftentimes requires us to continue in the non-solution just to keep our wits about us. Legalized drug addicts 
And why? Because insurance paves the way? Yes. Well, before I slam any other industries, let's move on. Matthew 6, 25-34 Therefore I say to you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, nor about your body, what you will put on it. Is not life more than food and a body more than clothing? Look at the birds of the air, for they neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns. Yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not of more value than they? Which of you by worrying can add one cubit to his stature? So why do you worry about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin. And yet I say to you that even Solomon in all of his glory was not arrayed like one of these. Now if God so clothed the grass of the field, which today is and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, will he not much more clothe you, O you of little faith? Therefore do not worry, saying, What shall we eat? Or what shall we drink? Or what shall we wear? For after all these things the Gentiles seek. For your heavenly Father knows that you need all these things. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added to you. Therefore do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about its own things. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. Anxiety, worry, meditating, and ruminating. A demonic food designed to get you hooked on man-made solutions so that you are food for the devil and then using psychology to define a gift of God, to define the side that defines the godless and the hopeless, as to obsessively revisit the same thought or theme over and over again. Now, and this would be true if the thoughts were not on or about God, would they? A good check with a line of words is to think about them in another context. Watch as I rewrite this definition, to obsessively revisit the same God thoughts or themes over and over again, expecting change in thought and behavior. Look, we have a scripture that supports this very definition or redefinition. Romans 12:2. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. So ruminate on the things of God and be transformed. Be stripped of anxiety and worry. Both are non-benefits in the things of God. And but if you operate in them, then rethink what you are thinking and be transformed without demonic side effects. Now is there a play here for the devil to keep you from living the best God life possible? Yes, look at one thing leads to another, be it good or bad, meaning if you start off on bad, it could lead to worse, and if you start off on good, it could lead to great or greater. Let's look at the downside of bad choices when it comes to worry and anxiety, the bad to worse scenario. Hebrews 11:6. but without faith it is impossible to please him. For he who comes to God must believe that he is. Yes, you must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. You see it? Not operating or living in faith reflects whether you believe that he is or not. Well, now we see it for what it is. Some say, I believe in God and medicine. But I say, and I'm going to go hard here because a swift hammer stroke is what drives the nail and breaks the stone. And that is, that faith calls those things that don't exist as though they do. Hebrews 11, 1, 3. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen, for it by the elders obtained a good testimony. By faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God, so that the things which are seen were not made of things which are visible. So you see how faith works? You can't say you have faith and medicines or faith and faith in medicines. Now I'm not saying to stop taking medicines or to see doctors as we are all in different places on our journey. 
But if this resonates with you, then move forward in it. And but if anything, allow it to simply transform your thinking about what it is to be a Christian. Faith is what we operate in. Without it, we're not really Christians. If you find yourself defending yourself in the area of medicine that deals specifically with your thoughts, then you are on the wrong track. I take medicine for other areas of my life, but in no way believe that they are the solution over and above what my faith can do when it gets to the level that I can walk in, which is the promises of God which states that I am already healed in Jesus. Isaiah 53, 5, 1 Peter 2, 24. Let's take a look at Luke 18, 8. I tell you that he will avenge them speedily. Nevertheless, when the Son of Man comes, will he really find faith on earth? Warning, warning, Will Rogers and the Wombi Cats. What? I don't know. It just came to me by faith. <laughs> now, but no, this is a potential reality, which is why Jesus stated it. I mean, what if the hospitals and medical establishments of the world found a cure for every sickness and disease? You see, faith is needed for our entire walk, not just with healing. And but yet, how many would float away from him if they no longer struggle with just sickness and disease? This is why faith has a relationship to worry and anxiety. Not with them, but to them. You see, faith calls healing forth. Faith cancels out worry and depression. Faith puts food on the table. But then God wouldn't allow too much leanness if your faith wasn't fat. So in other words, there is no negative side effects to faith. Matthew twenty four twelve, And because lawlessness will abound, the love of many will grow cold. Now what does lawlessness have to do with faith or even love? Well, God did say that if you love me, then you will keep my commandments. And but even more so, our faith declares that we believe in God, and that we believe God and want to obey Him in all things. And but if we depend on natural resources to get us by, but do not exercise our faith to full manifestation, then we are chancing that our love towards God will grow cold. As appear to get better, and I say again, appear to get better, it will become more difficult for people to trust in and rely on God, or the fullness of all that He has for us. It is Him or the world and not both. John fifteen nineteen. If you are of the world, the world will love its own. Yet because you are not of the world, but I chose you out of the world, therefore the world hates you. And so I'm just throwing this out there because if the world hates you, then why rely on it for anything? You truly are not of the world, or respond to its troubles, or in response to the Christian battle all Christians are supposed to be engaged in, by natural means, such as anxiety or worry. It is not a stretch, just rare to see. 1 John 2.15 Do not love the world or the things in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. This really has gassed me a few times. And no, I don't mean giving me gas, but really look at the verse and imagine. If we truly walk purely in the things of God, there is no such thing as one foot in and one foot out. With any spiritual respectability, God did and does not have a half-hearted view of his kids, regardless of what messes we have made. Hey Ken, nice message, but I gotta go, and protest this or that, one foot out. Now if God leads you to protest, and you should better believe it should be him, then march away. But outside of this, well, find an example in the Bible where Jesus tried to change the planet, or any government on it. I would say go ahead, I'll wait, but my time is too short to invest in that pause. James 2.5 Listen, my beloved brethren, has God not chosen the poor of this world to be rich in faith and heirs of the kingdom which he promised to those who love him?
We truly are called not to worry or be anxious for anything, because we have been pulled or delivered out of the bondages of this world. If we have any need, ought we default to the following scriptures? John 11.22 But even now I know that whatever you ask of God, God will give you. John 14.13 And whatever you ask in my name, that I will do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. John 14.14 14, If you ask anything in my name, I will do it. John 15.7 If you abide in me, and my words abide in you, you will ask what you desire, and it should be done for you. Don't drive by the conditional if clause. John 15.16 You did not choose me, but I chose you, and appointed you, that you should go and bear fruit, and that your fruit should remain, that whatever you ask the Father in my name, he may give you. Now we have a why you were selected, and one of many reasons to ask God. John 16.23 And in that day you will ask me nothing. Most assuredly I say to you, whatever you ask the Father in my name, he will give you. John 16.24 Until now, you have asked nothing in my name. Ask, and you will receive, that your joy may be full. And now we have one of many reasons why we ask. You cannot be depressed and full of joy at the same time. cannot be anxious or worried at the same time that you are full of joy. Now, but in this, I was wondering if we had some medicine for peace, biblically speaking, of course. 2 Timothy 2.22 Flee also youthful lusts, but pursue righteousness, faith, love, peace, with those who call on the Lord out of a pure heart. Well, there you have it. It feels like we went for a walk in God's medicine cabinet and found what we needed. Rebuke those things that cause you worry. And before those battles and tests come, prepare by reading the Word of God. It has every yes, every answer to your cares, anxiety, and worries. It doesn't include medicine, drugs, or alcohol. And I know I added some other sedatives, but alcohol was one of my medicines that I tried to get to being in partnership with my faith. Now I had to send it along the way by asking God to remove the appetite for which He did. And even when I returned back to it, for other reasons, besides worry, stress, and anxiety, or the cares of the world. I was actually still free enough to walk away from it again when I was ready to do so. So I say walk away and get into the faith that is necessary for Christian growth and success. Well, that's it for today. Remember, it's not what you find wrong or disagree with regarding these messages, but what you can take away from it. Together we can do more to impact the kingdom than if we work alone. Let's flip the script and kill, still and destroy the works of the enemy and create space for the light of light to shine through into people's lives. Plant a seed and click on the like and subscribe button. Let's build this ministry together. Thanks and see you next time in deep waters.